Welcome to the Been There, Lost Fat podcast, real education and advice from people who get it. We have been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals in a sustainable way. I'm Sarah Fuchinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with two Fit With coaches, Jess Floy, another certified nutritionist. What's up, girl? Hey, hey, welcome to the pod. And our head trainer, Renee Doler. Hi. I like to call her mom, <laughs> but because she's actually my mom, not just because I'm weird and I call her mom. <laughs> or because I'm old. <laughs> or because you're old. Um, you don't look it though, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> um, today we have a special guest. Our from I think from like week two, we've called her a superstar, and we're now on year two plus. Well, welcome to the pod, Elisa. Thank you. Um, I it took a little poking and prodding to get her to say yes, but finally. Finally, we get to have our superstar student here, and I'm so excited for you to share your journey. Um, I know that first podcast is scary. I'll tell you, you know, it's so funny. After we recorded that Lauren podcast last week, she, um, it was her first podcast. And Lauren is, Lauren's like an influencer. She's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. Never did I think that she would be nervous, but she'd never done it before. And after we recorded and she, or after we launched it and she listened to it, she was like, oh my God, I was like, so it felt like I was fumbling over my words. And it brought me back to my first podcast, which was, I, I think I was just starting to coach. It was Amanda Valentine who came out to Colorado and she was like in my living room, I think. I said, um, every other word. And when I listened to the podcast, all I could hear was me hearing myself say, um, um, (laughs) so pro tip, talk slowly and then you won't say um as much. Or just never listen to it. (laughs) Or just never listen to it. I don't listen to them anymore. I cringe listening to myself. I'm like, I I just wait for mom to tell me if it was a good one or a bad one. (laughs) And um, just to pull the content, just post the content. It's all, it's all going to be good, whatever she goes on the internet. I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you here, Lisa. I'm so excited for you to share your story um, and, and, and show everybody that, you know, we can all do it. All of us, none of us are, are, are genetically gifted or have anything special going on. It's been hard work, blood, sweat, tears, lots of years. And it's, uh, and it's awesome to be sitting here with four success stories right now. Um, So to kick it off, can you just give us a little intro, who you are, where you're from? Tell us a little bit about you. Um, I'm Elisa Roth from Loveland, Ohio. Um, I've lived my whole life in the Cincinnati area. I'm 58 and sort of recently retired from a 35-year IT career. Um, I have a husband, two grown daughters, and a five-month-old granddaughter. (laughs) How is your grandbaby doing? I haven't even asked you. I'm the worst. (laughs) You know, I'm the worst too. We don't see her as much as I thought we would, um, but she's doing great. She's rolling over and I'm um, getting frustrated by not being able to crawl yet. <laughs> Keep, keeping her parents on their toes. <laughs> so you came to me. Oh my gosh, I have to go back in time. When when did we meet, Elisa? I should I, <laughs> let me pull up my email. Well, I'm sure I listened to that podcast Wait. you're talking. To. Uh, my first email from you was on June 11th, 2021. And you said, hi, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to pull out the receipts here, girl. Hi, Sarah, I found you on Amanda Valentine's podcast. I'm interested in a consultation. I'm 57 years old, and I just can't put the pieces of the puzzle together. Are you willing to work with someone my age? 
we'll, we'll circle back on that. I have it all. I have a quality, a gym membership at a quality gym, fitness equipment in my basement, workout clothes, shoes, bike, flexible work schedule, supportive fit husband. Yet I just can't seem to take the first step and stick to anything. Can't beat them, put, put the puzzle pieces together. So when you came to me, when you sent this email on June 11th, 2021, we're going to time stamp stamp this. Um, where, where, what, what did your health journey look like up until we met? So give me a little, a little background on that. Um, well, that's why I was trying to, when I was preparing for this, I was thinking back and, um, I remember first being aware of my weight in the fifth grade. Um, I didn't do anything about it at that time. My, um, but I think my first diet was in high school. Um, so um, I guess I just, over the years, I've tried different things, all the different diets, and I just kept gaining weight as I got older, or I'd lose weight and gain it plus more. Um, there was always some interest in you know, exercise and working out. I had lifted weights when I was younger, but up and stuck. And then family, kids, career. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, it's, it's funny because I told you that I was pulling up receipts. So I pulled up your initial intake form um, and, and, and I won't get the waterworks going just yet, but I was going to ask you this question, but I'm going to answer it because the, 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 your dieting history is just, it's very unique. We've all tried a lot of things, but what I, one of the questions I ask is what have you tried? And you said the first bad diet, I ate only bananas, hard boiled eggs and hot dogs for four days. That was in high school. You might have beat Amanda's bananas and milk diet. I don't know where I found it either because we didn't have the internet. Oh, my gosh. And then you did some Weight Watchers stuff, right? Um, Yes. Wait, I have two success stories among there was Weight Watchers, I met my goal, and Optifast. Mm -hmm. But I was always buying books or looking at stuff, different diets. Um, I probably... Did them all. Well, and I remember, like, I remember when we talked on a console call, if you can imagine, I remember because my memory's terrible. But I remember you saying to me pretty much what I said to Jason when I hired him. And I was like, this is the last thing I'm going to do. And you were super upfront about it. You were like, I'm going to go out. You, it was like, it was like looking in a mirror. You're like, I'm going to do everything that you tell me to do. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But I'm, this is the last thing. And that, and that, and, and it's, it's kind of like scary to think of it in that way. But sometimes like having that, like that, that, you know, that, that, what, what am I thinking here? Just like that, that feeling of desperation almost like pushes you to be like, you know what, I'm going to go all in here and really see what I can do. And that's what you've done yeah. really from the beginning. And um, mom, do you remember, am I going to call you mom or Renee on this podcast? Whatever your pleasure. Whatever. Billy rolls off the tongue, but for sometimes somehow I just want to call you mom anyway. I haven't talked Please, to you in a while. Call me mom. There's only two it's people nice. in the world that can do it. <laughs> it's it's nice to see you. I haven't seen you. I haven't talked to you. Nice to see you. Too. I saw her this morning. I know. <laughs> I see a more than you. <laughs> I know you guys hang out way more often. <laughs> um, so, do you remember your first chat with Elisa? I do. I actually went back into the archives as well, reviewing her intake form and my notes. And um, I just remember her being very hesitant, saying she had limited experience, um, which always excites me because I like somebody that has little experience, so they don't have preconceived notions. Um, And we started actually our first training session 
on June, was it 27th of 2021, right? That was my first day on the program. That's it. Um, but I remember, you know, her reluctancy, but then also she was all in. I mean, that was a cool thing. You did, the, one of many things that I admire about Alicia is that, you know, you can, you tell, say, you need to do this. You are the most compliant person and you do it. It's, it's awesome. Um, so we set the wheels in motion and told her what she needed to do. And she's been doing it. And it's hardcore, mind you now. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We're, we're still setting the stage. We're still we're still going through the foreplay part of this pod, which is why I'm gonna throw it over to Jess. Because Jess, you had you had your work cut out for you only because Elisa went on vacation like on her like fifth day on the program. So what was your encounter. Yeah, that is not an unusual thing to have happen when we have people start out that they have some events or things that are already pre-planned before they get started. And I would encourage people to start out even if they have things going on, because, you know, learning how to navigate those things is going to make you more successful overall. Um, and, you know, Alicia was really willing to do what it took and she used her recipes and um, sent me lists of restaurants and things. And we just worked around it. And we made a plan and she stuck to her plan and she really, you know, was into what she was doing. And uh, she did she did great with it, to be quite honest. Renee and I worked out on yeah. vacation. And I remember you sending me pictures of your meals and you were just like, I'm doing it. I'm bringing the stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm in the zone here. And since then, you've been like, where was your vacation? Because you've been there a couple of times. You sent me like pictures of your transformation, right? Yes. Where was that vacation? Yeah. Um, yes. upstate New York, Thousand Island and I area. The first time, our friends, yeah, our friends have a place, and they were very supportive, and it worked out great for. If you're going to go on a vacation, do this on a vacation. That's it worked out well. well. I remember when I first started, and like I had, I so I had, I started my journey in August, so I had like a couple months to ramp up. But I remember mom having to deal with me in the hot with the holidays and me being like, I don't know if I even want to come to Thanksgiving. And she was like, well, you don't have to eat the things and we can talk about like different things to have. But do you remember that? Mom? Yes, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is you can't, you can't just like hide in your house. And that's something that I know I've tried to, I think we've all tried to do it on a different level and it just doesn't work. Right. Um, but it's been so cool because Elisa's been back to this same vacation spot and she will like, she'll take, we'll, we've side by side pictures and it is just so cool to see um, the transformation. And you said, and you said to me like, should I really start before, before, before a vacation, like a week before a vacation? And I was like, it's totally up to you girl. But I feel like once you decided you were just like, I'm doing it. I don't care what's going on in my life, which is so, so cool. I get to go so on vacation with her too, you know, because she works out on vacation and she takes me with her. <laughs> Not in the literal sense, in the, uh, I get to see where she is. So had you ever worked out with a personal trainer? You'd worked out with a personal trainer like in person, right? Have you worked out with a personal trainer virtually before? So no. what was it? And I'd only had a personal trainer a couple times at my current okay. gym. And totally different experience with Renee. I in think. the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you had all of the toys and I know that you were like, my husband is going to tell me I'm like, I'm, I'm in his, his domain now. And he's really particular about putting the things away, but you did have all the toys. And I remember 
mom, you're gonna have to jog my memory that there was something, some piece of equipment that you were like, that was like a bear for you. Well, tell, go ahead. Okay. When we started training, sorry, when we started training, um, we started actually in Elisa's bedroom <laughs> and we had bands that our team recommends the kit and ball and all of that stuff. And then, you know, in their intake form, there was this like Vectra piece of equipment. And I'm like, after a while, I'm like, well, what do we got here? What are you holding out on me? Let's go check it out. I believe I took you on a field right. trip to my basement. basement. And I was like blown away by this awesome piece of equipment that she had. I'm like, oh no, we are playing with these toys. And, but, it, but we really started, I think it was, um, Maybe for the first few months, we just waking up your body and, you know, training three times a week and um, transitioning from uh, resistance bands, which we still do throwing once in a while and the kit from the team to more dumbbells and now this piece of equipment. So it's awesome. So we've not only have we used what she has, but now we've built on that as well. Well, I and it all started with a dip. Yeah, yes, exactly. Dips on her nightstand in the bedroom. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, and yeah. is that typically the progression? Like, so, so over the past years, we've gone from dips on the nightstand to now she is like planking for longer than most people on the team. She's definitely planking longer than I can. She's, she's doing like step ups with weight. It's insane. The things that she's doing, but what is the progression that you typically see Renee slash mom um, yeah. for clients that are starting that are beginner that are, you know, just getting the feel. And then like, how does that work out? Do they have to build their own gym? Do they have to move, go into a, a commercial gym environment? What have you seen with that? No. Um, that's a great question. So the progression is, first of all, um, we start with the bands that the kit recommends. And then from there, it's just creating body awareness, teaching somebody what to feel, what their muscles are, you know, where they should be feeling things, trying to get them to get at mind-body connection. And that takes a while. It's not something that happens quickly. You know, most people, they say, I do a little bit of this, I do a little bit of that. They don't even know what this and that are. And um, so so first it's creating that body awareness. And then um, with the bands, which is, is really awesome because we've had people on the team that have been working with bands for a couple of years, the bands are great, but they do get tired because they're elastic. So we like to stack our bands and sometimes even replace with a new kit because the bands get tired. You don't need to have fancy equipment to get a new workout. And with Elisa and I, we go back and forth to some of the basics, even having some you know great things. We like using booty bands, doing monster walks, that kind of thing. But having said that, um, as Elisa has grown and created body awareness, it was time to introduce dumbbells. And at first, people are really wonky with that stuff. Again, creating uh, stability and awareness is part of that journey. And then after that, moving on to she had a great piece of equipment. Why not play with the toys that you have to play with? So it doesn't mean that you all, you have to invest in that. But a lot of times it's time to invest in that. 
or go to a gym because you've sort of tapped out and you're ready for, I always say, to- you're ready for better toys to play with or more toys to play with, more options. So it's never necessary, but it's a really nice thing to transition to, which Elisa has done most elegantly because she is a badass. I mean, she is strong. There's nothing I can't throw her way. Um, she had some issues as far as neck and toe and all of that stuff, but not anymore. I mean, she's a meathead now. She is a meathead and can go into <laughs> any gym and feel really comfortable or any environment. And what's great is that she always asks the why. She asks questions, which is wonderful, which has been great for her growth, has been wanting to know the why behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, go ahead. I, I think that, like, one thing that's been in my head from the beginning is, you know, there's always going to be days you fall off on food, possibly, but... The, uh, the workouts, because I had them scheduled with Renee, were always non-negotiable as well. Like always getting my cardio in um, to the usually. To, I mean, I don't remember too many times where I've told you I didn't get that stuff done. Well, and it goes into like this feeling well, too. And like when you started with this strength training thing, which you, I, I, you probably feel. So if you stalked me and you listened to me, like you knew you were going to be lifting weights when you signed up, right? Okay. Yes. I didn't know it. I didn't know I was going to okay. enjoy it. Did you enjoy it in the beginning or did it take some time for you to start liking it? Um, once we started using the, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the, the bands. Once we started using the machine and the dumbbells, yeah, I truly enjoyed it. And, and you know, I thought I'd join to lose weight, but I think it's building the muscle that is, made me the happiest and because I have a lot of what I would call structural problems with my back and that's all gone. I mean, I, well, well, I guess I have a question for you on that mom with, um, with Lisa signing up and saying, I'm a 57 year old woman. Like, can I do this? Um, so obviously we know the answer to that question is yes. But my question with that is what is, what's the programming like from your end for somebody who is, a little bit older that has I, that's not the right word. <laughs> I'm gonna use it. Someone who's been yeah, there. I, I know what you're saying because I was worried right. about it's getting like that hurt. Fear of starting yeah. is the first question, and then the second question is: Is there a different progression? Progression? Are you focusing on more functional things, on more balance, or that than you would then for a beginner that's 20? Is it a different pr- a process to guide people? Uh, you know, everybody. Everybody has a thing. Most people have a thing. Everybody's got something, whether you're in your 20s, or 30s, 40s, 50s, and hey, 60s. Um, we all have something. So first of all, it's making an assessment to what the individual is, um, um, what their goals are, and then building on that. Certain things you don't do protocol-wise when people have neck issues or shoulder issues or knee issues. So everybody is different. So there's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, so in writing a program, again, there's not a one-size-fits-all. And it doesn't ha- always. It doesn't have to do with age. It has to do with their body. Um, I'm all about building muscle. So my goal for everybody that comes by my way is to make sure we put muscle on your body, make it you know strong, and uh, 
and do it in a safe way. But getting back to your question, no, there's, there's not one thing. Looking at somebody who's, you know, 20 or 60, it doesn't matter. And I'm sure that when you write a diet program, you know, their, their nutrition program, it's not that much different either because you have to look at somebody who is an individual and look at how their machine works and take it from there. Yeah, my answer to that question would be very similar to yours. And I would say, you know, I'm going to meet the client wherever they're at. Right. Um, and over the years, and, uh, and, and it's probably, probably all of you guys have seen the evolution on my end, that I was, I was a lot more strict and structured and by the book and specific. And, and I lost some people because of that. Because it was, I kind of was like, you're not going to do it my way, then we just ain't doing it. But some people aren't ready and you have to like bring them through the steps. And not everybody is a superstar. Lisa has been, you know, at the end of their rope, I'm going to go all in and do anything that it takes. But you don't have to be that way when you sign up to be successful. That's that's not, you know, it, it was the, it was the catalyst for me. It was a catalyst for, you know, for Elisa as well. But it, that's, it doesn't have to be that way. And so I think that that's been a big evolution. And I know Jess has seen it because my right hand woman over here um, that I'm pointing at with my left hand. I've seen over time that we are really making the effort to be more flexible and meet people where they are, still with the goal of stepping them up along the way, um, but really taking our time to move through the levels here. And hey, we start at level one, we get up to level six, maybe we'll go back down to level four, and then we work back up again. And I'm glad that I've learned this by the time that Elisa has hit a maintenance stage, or I don't think that I would be coaching you as well as I as I am right now. So I'll just since I'm such a great coach, um, but, but, you know, you and I started and we had a really successful, the first three months we were like, jump start, let's do it. We were, it was the first time that we had launched a full transformation program. You were our first guinea pig with that. And so it was really exciting that somebody that was successful out of the gate. Um, but we had that, you know, but we slammed our foot on the gas and you made insane progress in the fat loss department. But as we've all learned and as we know, we can't just perpetually diet. And so we're in a phase right now where we're not focusing on fat loss. And I'd love for you to share kind of your your feels going through the phases. Sorry, I'm going off script right now, Lisa. <laughs> um, but how you felt going through, you know, dieting phases versus maintenance phases and if that's what you've expected. And, you know, if you could speak on that a little bit, I think that would be really helpful. I know I would say for the first six months I was like all in not having many mm -hmm. cheat days constantly move, making progress with the fat loss and then I think it was that January where we started some uh, pushing more for some muscle gains and for a while that was in my head of the scales mm -hmm. not going down and that did take some like I feel like I went through the first maintenance phase kind of in my mind feeling like a Ooh, failure. interesting I didn't know that because, and then we went back to losing and um so this time I had mentally prepared myself for the maintenance part of the scale mm -hmm. not moving it is just I mean I I don't think I even if I had just done the three months or even done a year there's so many things that like cyclical things that I don't think I would be here where I'm at today if I hadn't stuck with the per, you know, 
I'm sure lots of people do it and can do it on their own, but I was not one who was going to be able to Me do neither, it. Me neither, girl. I'll tell you, I was in this, the mindset when I hired Jason and when I, once I, once I was like, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and part of his cult, um, I was just in the point that I was thinking of him as like general counsel <laughs> that I'm just, I'm just going to pay you a couple hundred bucks for every month for the rest of my life. I don't care. It's, 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 I, it's worth it for me. Um, and then it got to the point that it was like ridiculous as I was closing in on year four and I was, you know, at my goal physically, I was feeling good mentally, health, internal health wise, all of those things. But it's really hard for me, you know, when somebody comes to me, if I'm like, yeah, you're going to be here for a couple of years. And I, and I'm very upfront of like, you should at least be committing to a year with me because even if, even if you don't have far to go on your health journey, as far as the way you want to look, if you, if you look the way you want to look and you feel the way you want to feel in that magical three months, don't worry, at 1200 calories, I'll just throw in some random numbers here. <laughs> but in about three months, if you really do reach your, your, your physique goal, the, for you to learn how to maintain that physique and then just go through whatever life throws at you, you know, you know, like summer has parties, holidays, all of those things and ebb and flow, like you have to still go, you got to go through all the seasons. And I think that's a really good point that you made, Elisa. And I think that um, since we talked about the maintenance stage a little bit now, but because this right now she's in, she's in a phase of us just recovering from fat loss, putting on some muscle, which good Lord, you sent me a picture this morning. You are putting on muscle girl. Um, but I think that you've seen the value of a maintenance phase and I know what I think is valuable of a maintenance phase, but I'm going to pass the mic to you. What have you seen being in this maintenance phase this time around? Um, as you know, I have some activities and excursions on some weekends. Um, the coolest thing I think is I feel like my body processes mm -hmm. food better. Like, so I can have those derailments for short term and they don't seem to have the impact they used to. Um, and I can, I get right back to it much easier than I did in the past. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, the, and it, it's fun to see, you know, when I get to my goal, which I don't even know what that is, um, that you talk about having so much mm -hmm. flexibility and I've got through the maintenance phase, I definitely have. Seen yeah. That. And that's, that's exactly what I would have said is that I've seen that, you know, it's not 1200 calories. Yeah, for the rest and look, you can't, <laughs> you can't work graders in on 1200 calories. <laughs> and a couple of things that just popped in my head. Um, two times I was my first time I did Weight Watchers and the first time I did OptiFast, I met my goal. And especially with the OptiFast, I don't want to completely trash the program because they had a, after you're done, ease back in the food program. And I think I was just so burnt out. I did not buy into that and kind of just went back. Yeah. To anytime I did Atkins, I was either eating no carbs or I was eating all carbs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was no ease back in. Do you remember the South Beach book? It would like it would be like the first. Oh, and you And then we like move you through these stages, and then you add in more food groups. And I was like, I'm gonna stay in this most restrictive stage until I'm a skinny bitch, and then I can stick to it. And then I would just be like, you know what? I'm gonna go have McDonald's today. I just fuck this. I, actually, no, I was still living in New Jersey. I'd probably get pizza or bagels or something. Something <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so what did you think you were signing up for and what did you actually sign up for 
I thought I was signing up for something that would be very restrictive and difficult. Instead, I signed up for a really cool sign. Oh, I like that. <laughs> because we talked about weight and building muscle. We've had the whole health aspect that we've worked through as well. I mean, for starters, I didn't know I had gut mm -hmm. issues. Um, I knew I was headed towards diabetes, but I thought losing weight alone would solve mm -hmm. that. And we know that was not true. So the whole science medical side of it has been fascinating for me too. The data part for me just takes the emotion out of it a little bit. <laughs> like if it was, and, and it's not like it can be like, well, if I eat this and train like this and whatever, next week at check-in, I know this is going to happen. But it's like, if I pull this lever, what, what what happens over here? Like if I move, if I have this control and I move, manipulate this variable, then what? Um, and you like fully let me geek out on whatever, but I know you accuse me of geeking out, but you geek out plenty. <laughs> She's like sending me her blood glucose in the morning. Look at these numbers that I have. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> well, there is a method to the madness. You know, I think that's something that, that people don't realize. That there's a method, whether it be through the nutrition or through, you know, the exercise. There, there's nothing that's, as we always say, intuitive about this. And there's a there's a way. There's step by step by step. And then the, the more you get to know your client, the more you can and the more that they commit to you, you're committed to them always. And it's just an evolution as far as what happens. The more you know, you can tell them to order this. That's new right. We like new toys. It'll be we like new toys. <laughs> We're not talking about sex toys on this podcast. <laughs> new, new attachments for that. Retirement. Yeah, we haven't even approached the topic of three months in, you told me I needed, or I should go to four days a week of lifting. And I'm like, well, I got to retire then. So that was really cool because uh, Elisa, as committed as she is, and, uh, and she was really ready for more and wanted more than three days a week of training and a half an hour. So now we train for about an hour and we train and she trains four times a week. And, um, Yes, she had to retire to make this her thing. <laughs> so. I think more than anything, you know, I joke about that, but I think it became feeling better about myself gave me the ability to figure out what it is I mm -hmm. wanted. And sitting at a desk all day after 35 years was uh, mm. enough. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, so you spent a lot of years momming and working and doing all the things and you're ready to, to shift the focus to you. Um, you know, and even though Elisa came and, I, and we're talking about how she went all in, which she absolutely did. One thing that she didn't go all in on was the hormone piece. And you were like, I'm just not ready to do it. And I brought it up and we looked at the labs. Um, but even even our superstar rock star, you know, all in client she needed a minute on like certain parts of her plan. And she, she was, you, and you communicated that really well to me. You were like, I'm going to circle back to this, but I just, I need to pump the brakes. And so it was a couple, was it three or four months in that you were like, okay, I'm ready to look at the lab. Um, I mean, we did labs from the beginning, but I didn't commit to 
hormones until okay. like six months. Okay. In. And then we started, uh, we had, and it took you a little, you thought about it for a little while. And then we had, remind me, remind me how that oh, yeah. story went. Yeah. And I think I had in my head that it was a bad thing. Hormone replacement therapy, um, I guess from things I'd heard in the past. So you had to convince me it, it was. Well, it's funny. Thing. There are so many people that have like, well, I think the biggest issue is that a, there's just like bad information, which we know that for all of the things we work on here, but there's also just, um, there are a lot of people that are not doing it right. <laughs> so, you know, if you're not doing any of these things, right, if you're not doing the hormones, right, if you're not doing the diet, right, if you're not doing the training, right, then like, it's not going to work. Um, so having a, you know, somebody that'll guide you through that is really important. And, and Elisa works with Chris over at Bevo and we all work together. Um, but we took that in stride and now she's fully dialed in on all fronts. Like, you know, hormones got, you got, I know you got a couple other things going on, but we always have stuff going on, but you've really put in the work on that front as well. And it's been cool, um, to see the pieces kind of come together. Um, and in our, I, I wish I did the math here, two and a half years, right? Two and a half years. Yeah. How, yeah, long been, not, how, how long have we been together now? It'll be, it'll yeah. be okay. two in okay. June. We're moving into two. Um, what has been the biggest challenge in our time together for you? Gosh. Um, the first three months were overwhelming. Um, and now I think it's the biggest challenge is I could be happy where I'm at right Ooh, now. That's super interesting. Um but I'm pretty sure I want to go further. But because I'm where I am, I'm having a little bit of trouble convincing myself to buckle down and keep doing more. Ooh, I'm so glad we're having this talk. <laughs> so I've been there. I've been there. Um, where I got to, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the weight number just because it's a because it's an easy way to measure it. So I was like, uh, like 15 pounds away from where I thought I would at least be comfortable, maybe 25 pounds away from my ultimate holy grail goal. And I got to a place where uh, the reason I had put gotten up a little bit higher is because Jason said that I needed to fix my shit. And so I was fixing my metabolism and my hormones and all those things. So I had to put on a little bit more weight. And then it just got to the point that it was so hard for me to get, it was so much work. And it, and it got to the point that I was feeling comfortable in my body. And I was like, do I want to put in that work? And I had that happen like a couple times around where I'm like, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Do I want to embrace the discomfort to make changes? And that happened when I thought I wanted to compete. And then Jason had the very real talk with me and he used the word suffer a lot. <laughs> in order for me to compete. And I was like, you know what, maybe I don't want to suffer. It was when Mark and I were first starting, uh, starting our relationship. And that would have meant I couldn't go out to dinner or have a cocktail with my husband. So I was like, do I really want that sacrifice? And I think that that ultimately is such a personal thing. And I got to a point for where I spent maybe like a year and a half um, floating like 10 pounds over my goal. And I decided that I was not willing to suffer or sacrifice for those last 10 pounds. I felt good in my clothes. I felt sexy with my husband. I like, you know, I was like, I'm, you know what, I'm, maybe I'm just not going to do that. But once I took that pressure off and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to live the lifestyle and just put time behind it. I, and took the pressure off of like being this certain way and this certain number and this pressure of who I am as a, you know, as a professional, I've now arrived where I wanted to be all along. It took a really long time. It took another, you know, a couple of years to get there and it happened really slow, but I just was like, you know what? I don't want to sacrifice right now. I'm just going to live the lifestyle. And you are in a place now where you can choose your own adventure. You don't have to do anything. You can, there's so many different options. When you came to me, we had to lose weight. This was essential. 
you don't have to do that anymore. So that's, that, that, and that's okay. You're allowed to do that. And the number of court means less and less when you do the body composition with the weights, you know, that dream number in my head is probably not maintainable because it's probably me with no muscle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that's another thing people don't realize is that muscle weighs a lot more than fat. And so, you know, sometimes the scale doesn't move, you know, we have that magic number and it doesn't move, but you're putting on muscle. And body composition is key. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. You know, how your clothes fit, you know, how you feel. But you've been saying for a while, Elisa, that, um, you know, I'm comfortable where I'm at. And I, I, you've said that for, for quite a long time, but you still keep at it. And, I mean, you, you know, you, you. Yeah. Um. I would be curious, like, I would be, the one thing I keep thinking to ask you is, like, I feel like in the last year, I think I'm only down, like, 15 mm-hmm. pounds, but I feel like my body has probably changed mm-hmm. a lot more than looking. I think you answered your own question, you know, when, when you were just saying the muscle and fat. First of all, a pound weighs a pound no matter whether it's muscle or fat, so let's make that right. clear. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding I'm, I'm holding my hands like I'm like I'm holding two bowling balls right now. Um, but what I'm what I'm thinking about is the like you know the things that like science class that shows like what a pound of muscle looks like and it's like you know two feet long and like all gushy and gelatinous and then they show a pound of muscle and it's like super dense and tight and it looks like the size of a brick. Um, like that is such a good visual. And Jess has told me that I should buy those things and like keep them in my office because I reference <laughs> often. But it is such a good visual of like, you know, how dense muscle is and how it doesn't take up as much space as fat. But I think, do you want to know what I think you should do, Elisa? I think sure. that you should enter into the next challenge and you should finally fucking win a challenge because you've been you've been way too close to winning it. Let's gun it. It's only eight weeks. And then let's move into maintenance and let's put on some muscle. And the only reason I say that is that, A, you need to win a fucking challenge. And I'll tell you, I think Nicole's coming back for our original challenge winner. They're bringing the heat. B, I think that it's going to, I think that you're going to feel like a badass when you follow through on like, but let's make it like an eight week work of time. Like just following through on, let's dial it in and like, just do it. And I think that ultimately you're going to be really psyched to reveal some more muscle definition, more so than more so than the number on the scale. I think that that just getting a little bit leaner, and that's and this you don't have to do anything. It's just what I think. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I support you. Um, but I think that that would be a good challenge for you. I think it'd be a good end game for you. I think it's a good time frame for you as well. Um, and I can't wait to send you a fucking trophy in the mail. <laughs> I got a couple of runner ups. <laughs> so think about that. But choose your own adventure. How cool is that? Elisa, hold on, hold on. June 2021, did you think that you would ever be in a spot of your health journey where you could choose your own adventure? No, absolutely not. How cool is that? Although, speaking of adventures, my husband, right smack two weeks after the challenge starts, he plans a Gatlinburg How trip. Four days. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. I think that it's an open-ended thing. And I think that you should think about, um, I think that setting some sort of goal would be good. And if it's not a fat loss goal, I don't think that that matters, but I do think that having some sort of goal would, would give you a, a nice little, a little fire there, but there's also nothing wrong with being com- comfortable. I'm just throwing my random thoughts at you. Um, I'm at a stage personally in my health journey where I feel like I should be, you know, pushing and making changes and all of that stuff. And I'm not willing to suffer. I'm cruising right now and I'm enjoying it. And I'm, you know, and I had some shame around that, which, you know, ESA Jess over there talked me down from because I felt like that's who I should be. That's who I am. But I was like, you know what? I'm maintaining my results super duper easily. I'm enjoying my life. I'm going out to dinner, doing all the things I want to do. My jeans look good. Fuck, I don't want to do anything. Oh, no. Um, that's another, speaking of just getting you out of your head, you're very good at getting me out of my head. That's why Jess originally came onto the team and talked to people. Emotional service animal here. A third party perspective is so helpful though. And it's, and it's interesting because one of, uh, one of your friends, Elisa, who's also on the team, who's having a tough time right now. Um, she recently said to me, you know, like something along the lines of, you know, I just feel like it's like so much easier for other people. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I suck kind of thing. And she said it, she said it in a nicer way. Actually, no, she didn't. She said it in a really self-deprecating way. And I, and I almost said, I believe I was texting her earlier What's that? But I almost said, you should text Elisa because you, because in your mind, you think that it's just like roses, rainbows and butterflies, but she is going, she, you just came through like going through it a little bit. And I think that that's something that like, even this far in me, you, Jess, mom, that even this far in, like it's, it's not all just like rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) All right. Where are we here? Um, what is the one thing that changed the game for you? Actually, it's three things, and it's you three. Ooh, oh, oh, come on. I thought we were saving the waterworks. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it just was a matter of right time for me, right point in my life, right set of people to click with. That's awesome. I, you know what? I can tell you that, that without doubt that you've changed the game for us as well. And you've inspired us and motivated us to, um, you know, to, to, to bring our best selves for you and to, you know, and to, to learn for, for other people. But um, I can't tell, I'll tell you that you're one of the, you're probably the topic of conversation more so than other, any other client. And it's for all good things. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure I mentioned, totally mentioned in a podcast or two. Yeah, and I think that you're you're the most mentioned in podcasts, um, but you've earned it in your work ethic and your dedication to this lifestyle. And honestly, like from my end, um, well, probably for all of us, I think that the that like your biggest superpower is that you're a really good communicator. And even now, I, we talk at least several times a week. You shoot me a note, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, I had this with my workout, um, and a, not a lot of people do that. Most people fizzle out, but you like continue to engage in the process, even when you don't feel like it, even when you're on vacation, even no matter what's going on, you continue to show up, and that is so so badass. And when I don't, you call me on it. What's going on? You're being quiet. <laughs> I know it's it's so weird. I'm like, if she misses a check in, something's really going on. <laughs> um, Alita is always prepared, always prepared, always good to go, gives it her all. I mean, there's nothing half-assed about what you do. And it is so admirable. And it's a joy to work with somebody who is all in and who just, you know, it's just, 
as from my corner of what I do, it's very rewarding. And it's also a challenge for me to keep you challenged. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that too. It's like, Oh, Renee gets bored way before I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's kind of a joke that I get bored. I'm like, you're ready for a new program. She's like, but we just started it. And I'm like, no, I've been thinking about it than you have. So I'm bored. We need something. I will say, um, when I first started, I was nervous about the virtual thing with the working out. So I have the sets. I get the, my husband complains. I have the, the prime 10 o'clock gym time. Um, so <laughs> I go downstairs at 930, get everything ready, get on the treadmill at like 951. Cause you told me to do five to seven minutes of warm up. So I do six. <sighs> <laughs> and I'm ready to go at 10. <laughs> She's always good to go. That's for sure. Well, and even now, I know that you're, I mean, you talk, I think you talk to all of us at, at least once a week at this. Even yeah, now. And I know I've told yeah, just- people that I've referred, I said, you know, my biggest thing is make sure you're communicating. I, I don't know that they all do that, you know, but um, I think that was a big part too. I, I, I do remember in the early days, I probably pestered you to, you know, all day, every day. And I told, no, we like I that. told somebody, it's like, I don't know how you, you make everybody feel like they're your only client. Well, that's our goal. That's why we call ourselves the concierge coaches. So the second it doesn't feel like that, we got to make some changes over here. But no, we like that. Honestly, if somebody starts and they're quiet, I'm super concerned. If somebody starts and they're sending me like lists of questions and they're telling Jess, I like this food. I don't like this food. This food, this meal works. This is too filling. This is not. Um, that's how we can serve you best. It's not that you're bothering us. You know, I like to describe it as somebody comes to the program and I give you like a starter set of tools. I'm going to give you like a hammer. I'm going to give you a wrench. I'm going to give you a school screwdriver. And everybody needs these things in their toolbox. And I'm going to tell you how to use them. So you're not, you know, using the back of hand, the hammer and jacking a hole in the wall. But from there, we have to build out your customized toolbox. And I don't know what to add to your toolbox unless you tell me what DIY project you're working on. So you could say, hey, Sarah, I got a hole in my wall because I used the hammer the wrong way before you told me how to use it the right way. And I'm going to say, all right, you're going to go to Home Depot and you're going to get some spackle and you're going to get a putty knife. And then I'm going to tell you how to do that. But if your problem is that you want to replace your wood floors, that spackle and that putty knife isn't going to get you so far. So I need to know, and all of us need to know what obstacles you're running into in order for us to really customize and tailor your plan in the way that it's intended. It's supposed to be that way. Um, And that's why check-ins are so important. That's why, you know, I always say, if anything is overly hard, frustrating, or maybe you already know how to do it, but you just don't have the fucking bandwidth to build your meal plan right now, ask us for help. It is why we are here. Well, when I do a program for somebody and then I check in with them uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, I wasn't doing this exercise because of whatever reason. I'm like, well, why didn't you reach out to me? I can swap it out for something else. So I need to hear from them, too, not just when I reach out or when it's time for a change, but something's not working or resonating or whatever. Communication is key. And uh, we want that, you know, and Elise is a very good communicator. She even has a favorite <laughs> squat. Which made picking <laughs> up my blueberry just way, way easier. I dropped Easy. an entire That's right. $5 <laughs> curtain blueberries. 
And while I was picking them up, I thought, wow, squats are going well. And it's so much easier to get down on the floor and pick up the blueberries. Well, I'll tell you on your initial starting uh, your questionnaire, one of your goals was I want to be able to get on the floor and play with future grandchildren. Well, there you go. (laughs) We could just check off the whole list there. (laughs) So one piece of advice for somebody who is starting on their health journey. Don't give it an end date. Don't give up. Mm. There's no easy fix. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> and what about one piece of advice for somebody who is considering hiring, well, not just say a coach, hiring your coaches? Um, forget everything you think you know and listen to the experts. Um, again, don't give up. <laughs> And, and you have been so good about that, about, you know, like just trusting the process, but you've also questioned us and challenged us. And we totally encourage that because that's also the best way to learn, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what the last question is going to be, and I'm sure you planned your And answer. you know the answer. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll have Jess I'll, I'll ask it so that the masses can know. As long as there's no screaming children, if not, I'll ask it. All righty. So if you could have one food be calorie and consequence free, what would that be for you? I'm going with Grater's ice cream. <laughs> A specific flavor or just, you know, that I was, if I have to go specific flavor, it's strawberry chocolate chip, which is coming up in April. It's a seasonal. <laughs> well, it's a what? If it wasn't snowing there, I might come visit. <laughs> well, like we did last year. We were there in July, I think. Weren't we there? I know, not for that uh, I'll tell you what I will come back for. I will come back for another meal at that precinct restaurant. That restaurant precinct? was bomb. Oh, good. We have really good meals there in general. Um, good food in yeah. Ohio. Good you food went to people all Pep and Dolores too, right? Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Although we had a really sketchy walk back to our car. We didn't park in a good spot. Right. Well, anyway, Alita, thank you so much for your time. Mom, thank you for joining as well. Jess, you're here. You don't get a special thank you. <laughs> no. Jess, thank you for everything. In case anybody doesn't know that's listening, Jess is the one that does all of the difficult things so that I can just come on here and talk shit. So... As always, thanks for keeping oh. the ship afloat. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure having you on the team, Elisa. I'm so excited for what's to come. And I challenge you um, to set some kind of goal. And it doesn't. And, and, and if you're in an exciting place, embrace the spot that you're in, that you're in a choose your own adventure spot. And it doesn't have to be a fat loss goal, but let's set a goal and let's make this challenge your bitch. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the Been There Last Lost That Bot podcast. I hope I can remember the podcast name. Our motto here is do it right so you only have to do it once. If you're looking for personalized and customized programming, check out teamfitwithme.com. Click on the contact page. We've got guides. You can set up a call with me complimentary as well. And tune in next time. Okay.